So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a... I am about to die scream. Well... I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun, she flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's Auto Parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. Because you sound like a really level-headed and reasonable guy. That's because I'm a really level-headed and reasonable guy. And clearly Paola couldn't keep her hands off you. And that is right. I, too, am a fairly reasonable and level-headed guy. And welcome back to yet another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. We did miss last week's because of some technical difficulties, but we are right back at it again this week. With the 2020 PG-13 one hour and 30 minute movie run. Now, some of you may have already seen this movie. It is out on Hulu. It is a Hulu original. It has actresses such as Sarah Paulson, who is very famous for her roles in American Horror Story. Um, There's also Kira Allen, who is the daughter Along with some other people who just aren't really in there long enough. There's Pat Healy, who's the mailman, but that's about it. But a quick little synopsis of this movie in the best way that uh, I feel like my girlfriend could have described it was it's very much like the great value brand of the act, if you've ever seen the Gypsy Rose story. It's like that, only slightly different and more so made into a movie. But... IMDb has given this movie a 6.7 out of 10 with a popular popular popularity rating of 330, which is up 898 spots from where it used to be. So it is trending in the right direction. But enough of all the shenabla babble about the whole premise of this movie. Why don't we go ahead and hop right on into it? So this movie starts off with Sarah Paulson's character, her name is, well, she's the mother, but basically she's Diane, and she's giving birth to her daughter, and she goes into this room where you see her, her baby is basically in one of those incubation things because she's very small and frail, and it kind of reminds me of that alien waiting outside me, (laughs) and so she's all freaking out about her being able to live and all that. And then he immediately jumps ahead about like 16 years <laughs> to where they're now sitting in this PTA meeting 
and everybody's worried about their kids going off to college and all that, but Diane doesn't uh, seem to First be of all, we haven't all. heard back yet from colleges, so nothing's confirmed, but as far as how I feel, I've been taking care of Chloe for 17 years, and in all that time, I haven't traveled, gone out, or dated, and she's going somewhere where she gets to do all of that and more, so... Yeah, I, I feel goddamn great. So yeah, by all accounts, she seems to be handling it absolutely perfectly in the aspect of that she's fine with her daughter going off to college. Like, why not? And so after this PTA meeting, we kind of get introduced to who Chloe actually is. And Chloe is her now, I think, 16 or 18-year-old daughter who's getting ready to go off to college. But she also is paraplegic. She needs a wheelchair to get around. She basically starts off her morning routine where she's like, um, she has to vomit in the toilet. She has to take pills. She's also like, has rashes all over her body. Like she looks like she's doing rough, but she seems just fine. Like she seems to be handling life just fine. And to the point where even when she has to take medicine, she like barely even bats an eyelid about it. A little over. Mom. Thank you. So yeah, she has her whole daily morning routine, like all those makeup you two people you see where they're like, so first I wake up by taking 18 pills and then I take an insulin shot and then I have to do this because I have so many things that are killing me. But basically, you see how she has to take all these medicines and it's probably because she's got a bunch of different diseases. And at one point, the mailman shows up and she gets all excited because she's actually waiting on a letter from college to come in because she's been applying to Washington State and she really wants to go and she's like really excited about it and her mom brings in the mail and she's like if you ever get a college letter I won't even read it I'll let you be the first person to read it so she's like oh okay and so now that's kind of your whole first look into what her normal day is and then it goes on to the next day where her mom brings back the groceries and in the grocery bags is one of the big like containers of chocolate and she's like oh yum I can't like I'm gonna go steal some chocolates because her mom has to answer her phone and go outside and as she does she goes over there and she starts rummaging through the bag but she finds something a little bit more than just the chocolates So yeah, I know you can't tell what happened there, but she basically finds a pill bottle. But on the front of it, it says Diane. And that's the same exact medicine that she's been receiving. So she was wondering why is her mom's name on the medicine that she's taking if it's supposed to be for her. But she decides not to say anything about it until later that night 
when her mom starts talking to her, and this has got to be like the weirdest conversation between a mother and a daughter ever, or just anyone, <laughs> because I know if I were to pull this in any conversation, this would be an instant no-go. Zocor went under. Oh, it's crazy, right? Anyway, she wrote a new prescription to replace it, and I picked it up today. What's wrong? I thought this was yours. Mine? Why would you think that? I was looking for the chocolates this afternoon. In the Kroger bag. It had your name on it. Sweetie. I adjust your dinner so you can have some. More than that is bad, you know that. I know, I'm sorry. So yeah, she just completely skips right over the whole, I thought this medicine was yours and it has your name on it. And she's like, I told you not to eat chocolate, whatever. And that's it. She walks away. The girl pretends to take the medicine, but she just ends up spitting it out when she's gone and basically hiding it and so now the next morning well before it becomes the morning at night she decides to sneak downstairs in her her hover round where it just goes down and i don't know how that doesn't wake up her mom but she basically tries to search the name that was on the label of the medicine that she had and of course there's no internet but as she's leaving, you could see, like, the silhouette of her mom sitting at the dinner table just in the dark, just being completely 100% creepy in all aspects of the word. And so now, she's got to find out another way to try to find out what trigoxin is. And so in the morning, while her mother's out in the yard doing gardening and all that, she decides she's going to call the pharmacy. She calls the pharmacy... But of course, the pharmacist recognizes the number because her mom calls all the time because she gets all these different types of medicines. And she's like, I can't ask her because she's going to know who I am. Then she tries to call another pharmacy, but that doesn't end up going out either because she tries to 411 it. And then she has the bright idea to just call a random person. <laughs> You don't know me, and this is going to sound very strange. Is this a sales call? No, I'm not selling anything. You're one of those donation people, then. How many times do I have to tell you to take my number I, off the no, list? No, no donations. I'm not a charity. My name is Chloe Sherman. I'm 17 years old, and oh, I live uh, in... Baby? Baby, I, I see you peeking through the window. Listen, I told you, Paula is just a friend. So as you can tell, this whole theory is going absolutely swimmingly. She's going to call a random person, ask them to search Trigoxin for her, and she gets a hold of this person, and he seems to be going through a bit of a relationship problem at the moment. And because of that, he's, like, talking to his girlfriend and trying to explain all this. Eventually, 
she ends up getting him to search what trigoxin is and she's looking at the green and white pill that she has which is trigoxin and she's all like worried about it and everything and she keeps trying to get him like can you tell me what it does and he's like oh it's for heart medication and heart palpitations he's like you take this and she's like well what does it look like and that's when he proceeds to explain to her what the pill prescribed pill trigoxin looks like that's all you wanted to know trigoxin little red pill hello (sighs) yeah so now she knows that trigoxin isn't the green pill that she's been thinking that it was this whole time and so now she's kind of screwed <laughs> because she now knows that the trigoxin is red instead of green and so she's freaking out now and so now the next day she basically tells her mom well why don't we go and see a movie because she wants to go outside and see kind of what all is going on and everything and She's like, yeah, sure. And so they go to go see a movie. And as they're out there, excuse me, she notices that there's a pharmacy right across the street from the movie theater. And so while they're in the movie theater watching the movie, she's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And she's like, and her mom's like, okay, that's fine. So she goes to go to the bathroom and immediately just starts wheeling it across the street all the way to the pharmacy but there's this huge long line but there's always one surefire way to get to the front of the line every time can you be so kind and let me cut in line what no i've been waiting here yeah yeah, of course go ahead thank you sorry everyone cutting through i'm paralyzed feel bad for me hey mrs bates oh my yeah so she just wheels right up to the front with the whole i'm paralyzed feel bad for me And so now that she is officially at the front of the line, she asks the nurse who's at the table, who's Miss Bates, by the way. I feel like that's an Easter egg, but I could be wrong. But she asks Nurse Bates what the medicine is. And she's like, oh, it's a scavenger hunt. My mom is, I'm trying to find the name for it. And so my mom was wanting me to come over here. And it turns out that the medicine's in her mom's name, and she can't tell her because of doctor-patient confidentiality until the nurse is like, oh, wait, I can tell you. It's in your mom's name, but it's for y'all's dog, and they don't have a dog. And so she finds out that she's been basically taking dog medicine this entire time. You guys are serious about games. What would happen? I suppose your legs could go numb? So yeah, if she takes too much of it, her legs could go numb. Basically, she could be immobilized. (laughs) Kind of like how she has been. And so, while she's having her mental breakdown, her mom jabs her in the leg with what appears to be Tranks, and she proceeds to wake up the next morning in her room, only to find out that she's been locked in a room and there's no way for her to get out because her mom put a hoe on the other side of the door basically locking the door shut and so now she decides she's got to find a way out of here because her mom is absolutely psycho and so she proceeds to open up her window take her soldering iron 
and tie a whole bunch of extension cords around her and crawl out her window after putting a whole glass of water into her mouth. She manages to crawl her way all the way to her mom's window where she uses some absolutely scientific knowledge to just completely shatter that bitch. And just like that, she has made it into her mom's room, only in time for her to have an asthma attack as soon as she gets in. So now she has to crawl all the way to her room, get her air, her, oh my god, I'm forgetting what it's called, her inhaler, so that she manages to not die. And so now she decides she's going to go down the stairs, but when she goes to try to use the chairlift, the cables have been ripped out. So, you may be asking, what's the best way to go down the stairs if you're technically paralyzed and can't use a stairlift? That's right, throw yourself down the stairs. And so now that she's made it all the way down the stairs, she begins to book it out the front door in her wheelchair as she's going along, and a car comes around the side. And of course, she immediately starts panicking, so she immediately throws her wheelchair in reverse and basically hides off in the side amongst all these trees. But as she notices, what comes around the bend is actually the mail truck. Yay! And so she manages to wheel herself out of the mud, get in front just in time for him to stop the car and basically notice her and everything that's going on and she basically explains to him that you need to help me my mom is keeping me captive please get me out of here and so as he's getting ready to put her in the car mother diane shows up and now diane and and tim start talking to her tom start talking to each other and tom's like your daughter looks real bad and she's like look who are the cops gonna believe if i call them and say that Tom, a much older man, is here with my much younger daughter, who seems to be in a very bad shape. What do you think they're going to believe, Tom? And he's like, look, we can take her to the hospital. If you want to go with me, that's fine, but I need to take her to the hospital. And so she's like, yeah, fine, whatever. And so she goes back to her car. Tom starts talking to Chloe. He's like, do you want to go to the hospital or the police? And she's like, take me to the police, please. And so he gets her in the back of the mail truck. And as he's talking to her, he's like, well, be careful if any of those boxes or anything fall down. Uh, hopefully they, you'll be all right. Should have been a little bit faster there, Tom. Oh, and if any of those boxes fall down. <laughs> so, yep, Mother Diane stabs him in the neck with a trank and proceeds to assumedly do the same to Chloe because she wakes up in the basement chained with a wheelchair to some pipe and so she's basically stuck in the basement and you get this small scene where Tom is being dragged and there's a trail of blood behind him so unfortunately our boy Tom has bit the dust so now she's in the basement 
and she notices this box and it's kind of got a whole bunch of memories in it and she's looking through it and one of the papers is a death certificate and it says Chloe Sherman which is her so she realizes that she's not her daughter that she's just some random baby that she stole out of the hospital Chloe what are you doing You're not my real mother. Yes. Yes, I am. I am. I'm your mom. Then who are they? No one. They don't matter to us. You took me from them! I saved you from them! And so now... After finding all this out, she's basically like, you're not my mom. And now Diane starts mixing paint thinner and all this and pulling it into a needle. And she's basically going to turn Chloe brain dead to where she can fully just take care of her for the rest of her life and never have to worry about anything. And she'll just hook her up to a blood transfusion machine and just keep her in the basement forever. But stop that from happening chloe barricades herself inside of the closet in the basement which is filled with pills and alcohol and a whole bunch of stuff and she decides well there's one way to make sure my mom doesn't get what she wants you need me so yeah she just downs this really toxic liquid of stuff that i don't know how to pronounce the name of and basically starts throwing up blood to where now she has to be taken to the hospital and so now that chloe's in the hospital all these doctors are looking at her, and they were able to save her, and she's in ICU. And there's a nurse that's standing there, and you can tell Chloe's wanting to say something, but she can't because she has a tube in her mouth, and she gives her a paper and a crown so she can draw. She starts writing something on there, but before she has a chance to finish, the alarm goes off, and there's a code blue, which means all doctors have to go and respond. And of course... While this is happening, Mother shows back up, unhooks her from everything, and is like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. And probably the best moment that I, that I saw in this movie was when the nurse returns, and she's just like, my patient's gone. Did someone just move the patient from 511 West during the code blue? Uh, I don't think so. Then why is her bed... I'm sorry, Miss Nurse, but I don't think that people just randomly move patients during an emergency. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that would be the case. And so now she notices on the paper that Chloe was trying to draw on. She wrote out mom. So now they all immediately start going to go look for her. And they're chasing her down, trying to find her. So weird throughout the entire hospital. Until she gets to this long set of steps. 
And now Diane's trying to figure out what she's going to do because all the while Chloe's in a wheelchair because she's kind of like out of it. And she's getting ready to turn and go towards where there's a ramp, but she can't because she looks and Chloe's feet are down and she's like, I won't let you. And so at this point, Diane has a gun (laughs) and the security guards come up. They're like, stop, ma'am, you can't take her. And she's like, I won't let you take her. And so she gets absolutely blasted and proceeds to fall down these, like, two stories worth of steps. So, basically, that's death count two right there. So, doesn't seem like a very high death count, but, you know. So now, we proceed to go seven years into the future. Chloe is driving a vehicle, and she arrives at the state penitentiary, and she actually at one point stands up and manages to walk a little bit, but she is still predominantly needing to use the wheelchair, so she can kind of walk, but it's one of those things where you haven't walked for 18 years, so you kind of have to get back into the swing of things. And so you're probably wondering, who is she here to visit? Well, apparently her mom didn't die after getting shot in the shoulder and falling down a set of stairs. Because, I guess since she was in a hospital, but I feel like that would be pretty bad. And so basically she's telling her about her day, and it almost seems like she's kind of forgiven her, which would seem like a really nice story arc. But that doesn't exactly seem to be the case. I love you, Mom. Now open wide. So she proceeds to spit out this three, like this long tube filled with three pills that are all the green pills, which basically make her legs numb. And she's going to give them to her mom now, I guess. And that's the end of it. Which seems really weird because it seemed like she had a good story arc, but. At the same time, it kind of shoots it down with that last part. But anyways, let's go ahead and get right on into this. So for the plot, for the plot, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, a 1.5. I feel like it is kind of just exactly like the Gypsy Rose story. It's not really like new or interesting or anything like that it's kind of been done before it just has a little bit extra kind of added on to it and so because of that I don't know I feel like it's kind of lazy in the aspect that it's not trying to be something too out there so we have a 1.5 for the plot for the acting I gave it a 2.5. I feel like Sarah Paulson does a really good job. She's in a lot of horror movies. She usually does a pretty good job. She usually plays the psycho lady. So she did a pretty good job. And even Kira Allen does pretty decent as Chloe in the wheelchair. So I feel like she does a pretty decent job all around. 
and all the supporting cast also does a pretty good job, so I'll give them a 2.5 on that. Ooh, sorry. Cinematography, I gave a 2. For the most part, a lot of Hulu originals are going to be really well shot. This one was too. There's just a couple parts where it seems rather odd. Some of the sets, especially in the hospital, seem really weird. And then there's this one shot whenever she was walking. It almost looks CGI'd. And I know they probably didn't use CGI, but it, it still gave off that appearance. So because of that, I'm just leaving it at a 2. If it had been a little bit more, I could have given it a 3. But unfortunately, that's where we are keeping it at today. And then for the bonus points, I just did a point five, mainly because of the whole twist at the end where it's not really her daughter. My girlfriend slash future wife knew that that was coming from a mile away. I didn't, so <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, I thought that it was a pretty good twist. So because of that, I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty interesting. So I give it a point five. So for all of those of you or not keeping track at home, my rating for Run, the 2020 movie, PG-13, Hulu exclusive, is 6.5 out of 10, which if we revert back to the IMDb rating of 6.7, I'm pretty close to it. It wasn't necessarily one of those movies that that will just really blow you out of the water, it's more so one of those where if you watch it, it's a good movie, but at the same time, it's not like you have to go and go see it right now. But I gave it a 6.5. I feel like if you want to watch it, uh, you can always just go and listen to the Gypsy Rose story because it's basically the same thing. But thank you to everyone who is listening to the podcast. I know last week we didn't have one. I've been dealing with a couple technical issues that hopefully here soon I can get all that fixed. But happy 420 to any of you who celebrated it. I don't really care to, but if you want to, that's all yours. It was also Hitler's birthday. Just a nice, interesting little fun fact. But thank you, like I said, to everyone who continues to listen. I know that my girlfriend, future wife, listens quite often. And once again, she recommended this great value Gypsy Rose story. So... Thank you to her, and a special thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. I know we are not pulling in the amount of views that we used to, but thank you for sponsoring it. And thank you once again to everyone who continues to listen. But until next time, everyone, remember, if you're held captive for 18 years of your life and you're tricked into thinking that you can't walk and someday you feel like you can move your toes, remember... Go speed racer and get yourself out of there. Thank you, everyone. See you next week.